Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast, where we are all about taking inspiration into tangible action in order to create a life that we actually freaking love. Get ready to keep it real, keep it fun, and do some cool, epic shit together, girl. I'm your host, Kate, a 29-year-old entrepreneur, former teacher, wife, Frenchie mom, and just another woman in this world trying to make her way through life. You ready, babe, to make your dreams come true? Let's do it. Hey, friends, how's it going? Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. You've got me this week. Kate is back. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode with uh, T. Uh, Teresa, she was so amazing. I had so much positive feedback about her interview. And I'm so, so glad that people have been sharing the podcast and listening to people like Teresa. And we have so many other great guests that are lined up. So I just want to first off start by saying I'm so thankful for all of you who are listening and sharing this. You have no idea how much it means. And I I truly hope that every week when you listen, you're getting something out of this that really is enhancing your life and making you happier or a little bit healthier. Um, So just thank you so much for listening. And that segues perfectly into today's topic, which is gratitude and reframing the negative. And there was, you know, I asked the other day on the pod, the Kate Take Instagram, what you wanted to hear about. And this actually wasn't a topic. We will cover those. I love the feedback, but I thought, hey, with Thanksgiving being this week, let's cover gratitude and reframing the negative because Thanksgiving is supposed to be all about, you know, what we're thankful for coming together with our family and our friends, you know, friends giving and big meals and all those types of things. But with the way that the pandemic is still raging, there are so, so many of us that are adapting our plans. We're not with our families today. We didn't get to travel across the country. We haven't hugged our grandma in a while, or, you know, we're feeling frustrated because we, you know, you're seeing someone who you're like, you completely disagree with me, but you're my friend and I love you and you're my friend, but now I'm struggling because we have these hugely, vastly different opinions, right? It can be difficult. It can be difficult to find gratitude and it can be very easy to get sucked in negative and stay there when it's been a pretty negative year. And I mean, how many times have we heard it's a hard year? I've said it on this podcast. I've shared it with my friends. Quite frankly, I'm sick of saying it because I'm also someone that believes that what you speak out loud, what you think in your head, you just receive more of. And so reframing the negative for me has been really helpful in continuing to move forward, remember that this isn't going to last forever, continue to be grateful, and continue to just be forward thinking. And so I want to share a few tips with you all today to hopefully help you have more gratitude and reframe some of these negative thoughts. Because the only way that we're going to not only get through this year, but beyond this year, and just be a better human overall, is to be a more positive person. It doesn't mean you sugarcoat. I've still had plenty of hard days myself, but it does mean that you look at it with a different perspective and a different lens. So 
let's just dive into this. So I'm so excited about this because I'm reading this amazing book right now called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And he just had a chapter that I was reading about gratitude. So this is like absolutely perfect timing. And one big thing for me in practicing daily gratitude, and let me quick caveat here. I know that it sounds cheesy. Like we've all heard, have a gratitude journal. Like do that shit. It's like, okay, that's one thing, but actually internalizing gratitude and then just like writing shit down on a notebook are two totally different things. Right. And I think that a huge reason, like why this chapter specifically in Jay Shetty's book was resonating with me is that when we have an attitude of gratitude, when we reframe our negative thoughts, we still process negative emotions, but then we reframe them when we're done. It really makes you appreciate when life is easier, right? I use this example all the time with the women I work with in my boot camps is that you need discipline, not motivation because, and that could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but you need to be disciplined in your workouts. You need to be disciplined in eating healthy most of the time because motivation is fleeting and it doesn't last forever. But if you're disciplined and then motivation shows up one day and you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to get my workout in. Like it's, you know, those days where like all of a sudden you've got a Q-tip and you're cleaning your baseboards. Cause that's motivation. <laughs> it's like, you really enjoy that. It, it makes it more fun. So same thing with our gratitude practice when times are good, man, how great will you be at being a better, more thankful, more positive person? If you can have gratitude in a hard time. So gratitude has been linked to better mental health, self-awareness, better relationships, a greater sense of fulfillment. And there's so many studies um, that Jay details in his book on gratitude and the impact in our lives. And one thing that he said in his book that I loved was when you're present in gratitude, you can't be anywhere else. Gratitude allows us to escape feelings of worthlessness. And it's like, man, it's that whole idea of the perfect present in my mind. If we are constantly thinking about the past, you're stuck in depression because you can't get the past back. You can't rewind time. You can't go back to, you know, your high school prom or the fun college days or when your baby was a little baby noodle, right? Like, I don't know why I call babies noodles. Sorry, I always do. <laughs> but if we're constantly thinking in the past, you have literally no option but to be depressed because you can't get the past back. It's done, it's over, it was what it was. If you're constantly thinking to the future and you're thinking about what's next, you know, next job, next house, next room we need to remodel, next life event, checking those boxes, next work task you need to do. If you're constantly putting your brain to the future, you're going to be constantly stuck in anxiety because you have nothing but anticipation for what is to come and you don't know what's going to come. We don't know what's in the future. All we truly have is the present, right? And if you are practicing gratitude, if you're sitting down and writing what you're thankful for or, or visualizing it or meditating on it, you can't be in the past thinking about what was and you can't be worried about what's in the future because you are right now. It's a 
really difficult skill, I think at first, but it is truly life-changing. Um, one thing that I loved in Jay's book was he had this study by this scientific expert who literally studies the science of gratitude. His name is Robert A. Emmons. And he said that not only is gratitude just make you feel good, it helps you be present, but he says it also helps lower your blood pressure, improve immune function, sleep better as well. Like you guys, gratitude. And it's so it's so basic, right? And he also, when he was studying gratitude, said that it lessens depression, anxiety, and substance abuse orders, and can also be a preventative measure in other mental health disorders and suicide. And again, it's because you're present. You're not in the past. You're not depressed. You're not in the future. You don't have anxiety. So I also think a huge piece of gratitude and reframing negative is it is a complete example of lack mindset versus abundance mindset. And I want you to think about this as you're sitting here listening to this. Do you tend to have a lack mindset where you feel like there won't be enough? Or do you feel like abundance mindset where that doesn't mean you think you're going to be run, rolling around in $100 bills, but it means that you have enough and there's enough for everyone to go around. Unfortunately, I think we are a society mostly based in lack mindset. We feel like someone else's success means that there's less for us. We think that someone else's equality or equity means it takes something away from us. And the only way we change that in society is by us, each individual listening to this, being a more abundant-minded person. So let's dive into four tips, four tangible things, because you know I'm all about that, that you can do in your life to create a more uh, gratitude-framed uh, mind. And then I want to talk about reframing the negative right after that. So the first way to create more gratitude in your life is don't check your phone until after you've practiced gratitude in the morning. This is probably the easiest tip that you can have. How many of you lay in bed, your alarm goes off, you grab the phone, and then you hop on Facebook or you hop on Instagram or Twitter. And what do you see? You see fucking Democrats and Republicans fighting. You see pro-maskers and anti-maskers fighting. You see someone complaining about their job or the snow. It's like if you grab your phone and you start consuming other people's thoughts before you've even processed getting your butt out of bed, you are going to go down a rabbit hole really, really quick. So, you know, one thing that helps me is putting my phone away from my bed. So literally putting my phone like six feet away from my bed. So I have to physically get up and check the phone. Um, one thing that's really helping me right now too, is I have a recording of positive affirmations um, these specific affirmations are actually about my birth. <laughs> I'm doing hypnobirthing again, totally different topic. So in the morning, when I get up, I don't check Facebook. I don't check Instagram. I don't check my messages or emails. I just get up. I don't look at those things. I put in my, you know, AirPods and I listen to my 20 minutes of affirmations while I'm, you know, making my toast and mixing up my pre-workout and doing that. So maybe for you, you record yourself <laughs> saying positive affirmations or you record things you are grateful for. There's so many apps where you can do that. 
I know some of you are like, no way in hell am I listening to my voice? Okay, that's fine. But could you make a really positive Spotify playlist where it is like your morning jam and you know, it's, it's your, it's your favorite music. That's going to really pep you up. And maybe that's, you know, your alarm goes off, you put your headphones in and you press play on this playlist. I have one of those playlists and it gets me in a mindset of like, okay, you know, and that playlist for me, it ranges everything from Beyonce to Michael Buble to, you know, that really corny um, country song where they sing, it's a great day to be alive. Yeah, that's on mine. So maybe that's what you do instead. But the first tip is do not check your phone. Do not check media until after you've put good thoughts into your own head. Okay. The second one is I want you to think about this point out in daily life what you're gra- like what you're grateful for with those that you're around okay i could have said that more eloquently but here's a tangible example let's say you've asked your husband to clean the kitchen and you're like babe can you do this for me he's like yep i'm on it and maybe he does all the dishes he you know loads the dishwasher he starts the dishwasher and it's it's you know he wipes off the stove but he did not sweep and there's crumbs all over the floor and he doesn't wipe off the counter and you're like dude there's ketchup on this counter there's pre-workout spill if you are a fellow beach body coach you know energize it can leave a nice little yellow mark <laughs> and maybe there's you know the cupboards are all open and you're like what the fuck dude i asked you to clean the kitchen do not go to your spouse and go be like oh my god you didn't sweep the floor you didn't wipe off the counters you left every single cupboard open thanks so much for helping not I know I'm guilty of that kind of stuff when I've asked Zach to do stuff around the house. And instead, you know what? I'm grateful that I have a partner that helped me in the way that they saw it, right? In the way that they maybe wanted to clean the kitchen. And you know what? I can wipe off the countertops and sweep the damn floor, you know, and go thank them for doing what it is that they did. I think even small things like that, it's so impactful, right? And Sometimes I think with our spouses, especially when we are together 24 seven right now, it can be really easy to just go to nitpick like, well, you didn't do that. You didn't do this. I asked you to do this, but we have to be grateful for what our partners do or our roommates or whoever it is you live with. And maybe if you live alone, like, you know, that friend who texts you, like, let them know, like, thanks for reaching out. That's so great. Like when I get a text from you, it's so nice to hear from you, but Focus on what you want to see more of, not what you want to see less of, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, if your spouse, if that's your example that we're using, and then you went and were like, dude, why don't you sweep the floor? Why don't you do this? They might be like, well, then why am I even helping you? You know? So I think that's a really great tip that we can all use. I know that's something I need to continue to work on. Um, And it will just make your relationships better too. Okay. The third tip for creating more gratitude is to serve others without pity or virtue signaling. I think there's so many of us right now who feel helpless, who feel like, oh my gosh, how could I help a healthcare worker? How can I help my, you know, stay at home mom friend who is going crazy with distance learning? How can I help my teacher friend? I mean, every teacher friend I have right now, if you're listening to this, I love you and I'm here for you and I will listen to you. Like, the teachers are dying out there, right? But how can you serve others around us, especially in a world right now where we feel like, man, so many people need help. 
without pitying them and without virtue signaling, meaning then you want to go do a good deed. You do want to go serve. And then you want to go post it all over Instagram and all over Facebook and let everybody know what a great person you are. Now, I'm not saying you can't be proud of helping, but let's, let's think about this. When you are serving others, when you are, you know, think about like a time that you've made like a really delicious meal for someone and they come over, you have a dinner party and they're so grateful you made them this meal. It feels so good, right? It feels so good to be like, man, I'm so happy they're happy over this. Or, you know, when you give someone the perfect Christmas present and they're so excited, you're like, damn, that feels good. Serve without expectation, serve without expecting to get something back. That I think is a huge key part of building gratitude because it will naturally, what goes around comes around with (laughs) karma and just life. So serve others without pity, without virtue signaling, without judgment, just serve someone in some way because you can. And maybe that looks like a $5 caribou gift card to your healthcare worker friend. Maybe that looks like you know that your girlfriend is absolutely freaking dying at home with these kids texting her and being like, girl, Thursday night, pizza's coming to your door for dinner. Don't worry about dinner for the kids. Like, what if you did that for one person a month? Man, that would go so far. That would go so far, everyone. Like we can all do those little things for each other. And what happens is you're putting that dopamine, you know, that that study said when you're present in gratitude, you're going to lower your blood pressure. You're going to have that positive side effect instead of going to bed, thinking about the person you disagree with on Instagram and their viral post about masks. You're going to go to bed thinking about that friend that you helped. A real quick story on this is there is um, a a man near my house where I live who is, um, he always is out there, has a sign, right? He's, you know, asking for money or anything helps. And one day he and I started chatting at a stoplight. And every single time I see this man now, I'm not going to share his name, but we chat with each other. We have our little six feet. He knows I'm pregnant. I know his name. Like I've asked him before, like, hey, you need anything at Target today? You know, I brought him a cup of coffee before and he's a very nice guy, even smiling at the person with the freaking sign ask, you don't have to give them money. You don't have to whatever. It's not a fucking handout. It's being nice to someone smile at the person on the corner with the sign wave to them, lower your window and say, I don't have anything, but I hope you're doing great. God bless you. That shit goes so far. We don't have enough of that in our world right now. That is a way to serve others without pity, without virtue signaling. Be kind, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, the fourth tip is to be grateful for the hard times and trials. I want to be really careful here, okay? This doesn't mean you're going to go to the past because remember, staying in the past for too long creates that depression. But maybe you have a journal and you, you know, in the morning, maybe part of your morning routine is, Thinking of another time in your life where you had a difficult challenge and how you got through it and why you're happy for it now. You know, I think about this all the time. Um, I mean, we could all think about this, right? Think about all the people you dated. If, if you are married and you are happily married, think about all the, oh man, I got to edit what I was going to say. Uh, think of all the weirdos you maybe dated before you met your spouse. Think about it. Like think about all the bad dates. Oh my God, you guys, my Tinder days going on dates. Whew, I could write a book on some of these weird ass dates I went on. Um, But um, think about the people you dated and be like, oh my God, 
that was such an interesting experience. Or maybe you had a horrible heartbreak, right? Maybe you were cheated on, but you got through it. You got better. You knew what you wanted. Like be grateful that you went through that experience because it made you realize who it is you wanted to be with or what it is you wanted to you know, do with your life or whatever. Just think of those hard times and trials in your life and realize that you need to be grateful for them because they made you who you are. They made you stronger and more resilient and brought you to where you're meant to be, right? And I think when things are hard, when life gets tough, it's easy to think, well, this is just it. And it's not. It's usually bringing you to something greater and better. But if you can't be grateful in the hard times, why should you be led to the good times, right? You're going to appreciate those good times more, those precious times more, when you can be grateful in the moment. And I think about that so much right now with this pandemic, with the divisiveness in our, in our country, in our world, and just everything. Like, if you can nail an attitude of gratitude, if you can nail practicing this daily when things are difficult, imagine how awesome it's going to feel when life is a little bit easier and lighter and less divisive and safer, right? It's going to feel amazing to be grateful. And you're going to be like, damn, I can't stop writing in this gratitude journal or whatever it is when things are easier, but your brain chemistry, everything, lowering our blood pressure, improving that immune function, sleeping better, all those things. We need that right now. We need to reduce our anxiety and depression. So this is a way that you can do that. Um, a couple of just really quick tips of what you can do to actually, you know, create a gratitude routine. Like I said, don't look at that phone in the morning, listen to affirmations, keep a gratitude journal. I know that it is seems silly, but my best tip is a little gratitude journal. I do this every single morning. When I get up, I write out five things I'm grateful for. And they're really random, small daily things, not big giant things like my home, my, you know, my husband, my 401k, like write little tiny things. If you guys were to see my daily gratitude journal, you would probably laugh because sometimes it is something like my candle that is burning, my perfect paper mate brand new pen, my energize in my cup, you know, my pre-workout, like they're small things, obviously write big things too. But I think the huge thing with a daily gratitude journal and recognizing small little things that you're grateful for each day in that journal is that you start to try to notice things you are grateful for throughout the day. Because if you know tomorrow morning, you're going to get up, your phone's across the room, you're not going to look at the news, and you're going to come down and write gratitude, you're going to be searching for those things you're grateful for throughout the day. All right? And one other thing I want to just leave you with is this, is reframing the negative. I'm not saying don't ever, you need to process negative emotions. I think I've said this on the podcast before, we need to remember that all feelings are fleeting positive feelings like joy and happiness and pleasure and all of that, those are fleeting, just like sadness and um, uh, irritation and anger. Those are fleeting, right? You're not angry forever. You're not joyful forever. All feelings are fleeting. So when you come across negative emotions, process them, feel them, reflect, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? What is triggering this for me? Okay. Process them how you need to don't shit on other people along the way. If you're having a bad day, clearly communicate with your spouse, with your roommate, with your parents and say, yo, I'm having a really hard day. I'm going to need you to leave me alone. I'm processing. (laughs) 
don't burn other people along the way, but process those feelings. And then how can you reframe? So I want to use on this Thanksgiving, a reframe of certain situations right now. For example, maybe you are home because you are choosing to try to stop the spread of this stupid virus. And you are, you know, you are sacrificing when you would normally go home and see family. That's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard not to be with family. A lot of people feel isolated right now. Mental health is so important, right? But maybe you can reframe it like this. So Zach and I chose to just be the two of us for Thanksgiving this year. And instead of being upset about it, instead of being mad, instead of being like, well, nobody's following protocol and blaming others or whatever, I got excited. I reframed the negative of we can't be with, or we choose not to be with family on Thanksgiving this year to we get to be just the two of us. I get to finally, I love to cook. I get to make all the sides that I never get to make because I usually am a guest and I'm bringing like a salad. I get to have a holiday in our home. We've never on a holiday celebrated it in our house because we're always at, you know, Zach, usually Thanksgiving is like with Zach's aunts and uncles and stuff. I get to have that. Like I have been menu planning and I saw all the cute little decor items at Target and picked up a couple of things. I'm going to set up, you know, um, our card table in our basement and like get it all decorated down there. And Zach's going to make his first turkey. Like I'm thinking of all the things we get to do, not the things we don't get to have. And that situation, that, that reframe can be used in so many instances, something simple like working out. Think of all, if you listened to T's episode last week and she was talking about moving your body and how she exercised all through freaking chemotherapy. We talked about this, but the reframe of I get to work out, not I have to work out, man, that's powerful. Cause there is someone sitting in a hospital bed right now whether it's with COVID-19 or a different ailment or, you know, paralysis or whatever, who wishes to God that they could go for that 30 minute walk or do that 20 minute workout in their basement. Someone out there is wishing that and you could do it. You get to do it. You don't have to do it. You get to same thing with something really simple, like eating healthy. If you have the money to buy some healthy vegetables and create a healthy meal, you don't have to eat healthy. You get to nourish your body. You get to have that. Those little reframes go so far. They go so far. And we all need them right now because if we don't, as a society, collectively come together to have more abundance, to have more gratitude, to have a servant's heart, man, we're going to, it's, it's going to be a long road for those of us who are really trying to hold up that good fight. I want to give you a few book recommendations, then we're going to wrap this up. So um, four really amazing books to help you with gratitude and abundance and reframing um, the first, and I will link all these in the show notes too, but Jay Shetty's book, think like a monk is excellent. Um, really great tip for personal development books. Everybody read 10 pages a day. You can easily read 10 pages a day. It adds up and you will finish a book a month. Honestly, just, just dedicate yourself to that. So Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, excellent book. Um, Gabby Bernstein's book, The Universe Has Your Back. So, so good for abundance versus lack mindset. It is excellent. Kind of like woo-woo hippie, but it's, it's really good. The Go-Giver by Bob Berg is also an amazing book for anybody who has any type of job 
where you serve or work with others, which is probably all of us, the go-giver is amazing. One of my favorites ever. And then I think I've referenced this before, but the miracle morning and the miracle equation by Hal Elrod are both really, really, really great for this. The miracle morning specifically is how I base my morning routine. It's how I've done it for years, even when I was still teaching in the classroom. So the miracle morning might be the best place to start to kind of start implementing these things in your daily life. So with that, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful you're listening. I'm grateful that you are here. I'm grateful that you are a friend of mine on this podcast. And I'm just grateful, honestly, in a year that has been challenging, that it will teach all of us so many lessons of being a better human, being a kinder human, being a more grateful human, being a more active human in our you know, society and, and helping shape it in a more positive way. And I hope that you can find the positive today and every single day because your, your life is so worth it and you're so worthy of going through life happier, not, you know, sad and depressed and anxious. So let me know when you guys give this a listen. I, I'd love to see, you know, your tags on Instagram. Maybe you're getting up in the morning and um, you're starting your gratitude journal, whatever, tag me on it, send me a DM. I'd love to see it. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. Happy Thanksgiving if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving. And please make sure you continue to follow over on the Kate Take Instagram and the podcast. Share with a friend and have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.